Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Good morning, everyone. Happy July 6th. I hope you all had an amazing 4th of July. I know I did. And I wanted to actually share a little story from my 4th of July as it kind of leads into what I want to talk about today. So this weekend, we went actually camping at a lake, which was amazing. It was beautiful to get out. I did learn that I am now getting at the age where camping is just not as much fun anymore. It kind of hurt my back and I didn't sleep very well, but it's lovely to be outside. And we were with family and on the one evening, my nephew who's 25 and his friend wanted to teach the rest of us how to play a game that they loved playing at the lake called Stump. I don't know if any of you have heard of this game before, um, but it requires literally a tree stump, nails, and a hammer. Already does not sound like a good idea, I know, but I like to try new stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna play. And immediately, so it was me, it was my nephew, it was his buddy, it was my niece, it was her girlfriend, it was my sister, and we all were around this. We all had our nails, and you nail it into the stump a little bit. And I'm going into this already thinking, I'm gonna suck at this. I do not have good hand-eye coordination. I'm terrified. What you have to do is you have to flip the hammer, grab it, and slam down on a nail. Already sounds like a horrible idea. Add me to the mix with flip-flops, and I'm going, this is probably a really dumb decision to do, but I'm going to try it. So you go around, and you flip the hammer, and you hammer down on someone else's nail until everyone's nails down but one. And I already know I'm going to suck. This is not going to be good. And sure enough, I flip it. It flies. Everyone runs back. I jump back, lands on the ground. I'm like, okay, this is embarrassing. Pass it to the next person. She does amazing. She's never done this before. Flip, doom, boom, down. Never done it before. I was so impressed. So we go around. Everyone's kind of doing it. My sister and I are both failing miserably at it. We both have this attitude of, we're, this is not our thing. We're going to be terrible. And sure enough, we were absolutely terrible. And so I think I may have caught it a few times. It became a joke because I would catch it like this and I would hammer it sideways and, you know, doing the best I could. And it just became, we were laughing, it became silly. So lost that game, obviously, and sat down and my nephew goes, you know, Aunt Cammie, if you flip it differently, you and mom are flailing it up in the air, you're throwing it way up in the air. If you just like flip it and just spin it right here and catch it, you'll catch it a lot easier. I'm like, okay, okay. Then I thought, oh wait, I've been reading a ton of mindset books lately and I'm going against everything I've been reading right now because I'm going into this game going, I'm gonna suck. I have no hand-eye coordination. I can't flip a hammer. I'm not gonna hit a nail. I'm gonna suck at this. And so I decided, all right, my nephew just taught me the right way to flip it. 
I think I can do this. All I have to do is catch it. If I keep my hand on the keep my eye on the hammer and flip it and catch it, I can do this. So I go in, I flip it like you told me, I catch it and I go down. It was not that hard. And I did it. And so we played another round. And do you want to know who won? I did. Now, not because I was skilled by any means of it. I actually placed my nail really well so no one else could get it down. But it did require me to hit the last person's nail in and I did it. I was so amazed and granted, stump does not seem like a cool thing to be thrilled about, but I was pretty impressed with myself that I was able to play this game stump. So I wanted to bring this story up because we go into a lot of things in our life already expecting to fail. And a big one that I see frequently, and I know this is going to shock you where I'm going with this, but a big one that I see frequently is when our teens turn into adolescents. Our teens, our teens turn into adolescents. When our kids turn into adolescents. I will hear parents, their kids are little and they're already dreading when their kids are going to become teenagers. They're like, man, if it's this bad now, can you imagine when they're a teenager, how bad it's going to be? It's going to be terrible. Or, oh my gosh, my, my daughter's turning 13 soon. I'm not ready for this. This is going to be bad. It's going to be ugly. Or they think, you know, my, my, my son is only 11 and he's already acting like a terrible teenager. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. This is bad. And I want to ask you, when you hear the word teenager, what do you think? What are the words that come to mind when you think teenager? Whether you have one or not, what do you think? How many positive words are coming to mind like that? How many negative words? I'm going to go out on a limb, a tree stump here, and say, I'm guessing most of them are negative. And there's a reason for this. We, as a society, have built up this whole belief system around adolescence and what that means and what that behavior is. And right now you're probably going, uh, it's true. I know it's true because you believe it's true because it has been ingrained in you forever that adolescence is going to be tough for you, for your kids. It's just going to be tough. The media just hammers this into us. I mean, if you watch any shows, about teenagers, they're scary. They're, I mean, they're smarter than anybody. They, you know, pretty little liars. They go kill people. Really, they're smart. I mean, they go way above. But they show, since Rebel Without a Cause, they have shown teens to be this really difficult period of time. And so we go into it believing. Even our own memories of adolescence are, there's probably some pretty negative ones. But remember, Negative memories tend to have more emotion around them. These, these bad events tend to be far more salient because they were far more emotional. And so that's what we remember and they become bigger as we remember them. So we've got a lot of things building into our belief system that adolescence is going to be tough. And when we go into our teens adolescence, again, I said teens adolescence, whatever, 
When we go into our children's adolescence, when they become teenagers, we are ready for the worst. And we are ready, when we are ready for the worst, guess what we're going to get? The worst. We're already prepared and reacting. We're already on defense because we know something bad's gonna happen when we go into situations with our teens right now. And we know, oh my gosh, I've gotta deal with this. This is gonna be bad. They're gonna get emotional. This is gonna be bad. I'm gonna lose my crap. This is not gonna be pretty. And we go into it with this mindset and that's what we get. I want to challenge you. And this is a big challenge, I know, but I want to challenge you to think about what were your preconceived notions about adolescence? What thoughts go through your head when you're about to interact with your teen? Are you going in with this mindset of this is going to be fine? Or are you going in with the mindset, mindset of this is going to suck? And I want to challenge you because I work with a lot of teens. I have my own teen. I've mentored teens for years. And I will say with unequivocally, these are some of the most amazing people I know. Passionate, devoted, determined, caring. They want to save the world. They want to be have their parents love. They want to be respected. They want to be kind. There's so many amazing qualities about teens, and we tend to often overlook a lot of that because we're looking for the negative things. Thank you, Jamie Sue. We're looking for the negative things, and we're going to find the ne negative things, and we're not looking for the positive things, so we just don't even notice the positive things, or we just assume the positive things should be there, so we don't call it out, or we don't spend time focusing on that. And when we try to catch our kids doing things that are good, we're going to start finding a lot more things that they do good. I just talked to one teen last week and we've been really talking and building up her personality, her person, her sense of self-confidence and her just enthusiasm. She's been depressed. I mean, she's like every other teen has been stuck at home in her room without a lot of social inter interaction. And we've been trying to find things that really motivate her and excite her. And so the other day, last week, she said, I am so passionate right now about Black Lives Matters and, and all the the protests, the peaceful protests people are doing and what they're doing. And I dragged my parents and asked them if I could go to a protest. And I wanted to do this and I just felt like I was doing something. And, and I, this is something that I think is so important because I can't wait till I'm older and I can do something. And I stopped her right then. And I said, why do you not think you can do anything right now? And she's like, well, I'm a teen, I'm a kid, you know, I'm young. Um, what influence do I have? And we sat there and talked about it. And I said, you know what? There are so many teens that have made enormous differences in the world because they did not feel like being an adolescent was holding them back. And quite frankly, you probably can make a bigger difference right now than a lot of us adults 
who are now saddled with mortgages and families and jobs and we're just tired and cynical and we start losing this passion that we had when we were your age. So I'm gonna challenge you and I challenged her to figure out how can I make a difference right now? What can I start doing right now? And her face lit up and she's like, oh my gosh, I can. Like I can actually do something right now. I can make a difference. And having someone believe in her and say, you can do this was enough for her to go, I can do this. And it was just changing how we view kids at this age, what we're focusing on. Are we focusing on the hardships that they're having, the negativity, the moodiness, the things that they're struggling with? Or are we focused on the things that make them really unique, really special, and that can make a change in the world? And I know, again, this is, this is hard. This may be a big mind shift for some people because it's so ingrained in us to think of it as negative. I was listening to a podcast this morning on my run, and I've been listening to Oprah Winfrey's masterclass where she interviews a different amazing celebrity every time and they just talk about their stories and what they've learned. And this session, this masterclass was with Condoleezza Rice, extremely impressive woman. And one of the things that stuck out was she had said, you know, when she was, her parents, as she was growing up, her parents, had so much faith in her ability. And they didn't overpraise her about random stuff, but they just, they believed and trusted her. And one of the coolest things I wanted to share, because I'd never heard of this, and I love this idea, was that every year they voted, the family voted, um, who was going to be family president. And the family president was in charge of calling the family meetings running the family meetings and deciding when, what topics they needed to, to discuss. And every year they voted Condoleezza as president. Even when she was a kid, they voted her president. And so she had this important role in her family that she lived up to because her family trusted and believed in her to do it. And that's all she needed was for them to believe and say, we know you can do this. And look where she is now. She did some pretty impressive things with her life, obviously, right? But it started when she was young and people, her family, her parents believed that she could do it. So that's my challenge for you today is to think of your teens with a positive mindset. Don't forget to, I have a freebie for you, a free gift called the five parenting secrets for calming the chaos today. Just five of my favorite tips that will help you build a stronger relationship and calm things down right away. And if you go to www.drcam.com, that's not right, www.ask.com drcam.com. You can get a link to it right at the top and download it. It's free. So check that out. 
and I'm going to be back here tomorrow at 9.30, so I would love to see you. If you are watching this on replay, just do hashtag replay. If you've liked what you've heard and you thought it was helpful, please share with your friends, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.